0: welcome to another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast. This is our last of our 2021 series for Black History Month where we talk to different members of the community and our guests today are uh, no short uh, change to call them a power couple would be would not be too overstepping it because of all that they are involved in Uh, as of course is Pedro and Crystal Tweed Uh, Just on the the briefest uh, level, as far as their bios, you know, Crystal is an actor, modeling Pedro, also acts, he's been an author, and many people, of course, know him in the village of Monticello for his martial arts instruction, um, gymnastics, and also for his years at running the recreation department in the village. So uh, welcome to uh, the Sullivan County Democrat podcast, guys, and thank you for joining me this evening.
1: Thank you Thank for you having for us.
0: Thank you for having us, yes. And I always like to start off with kind of just uh, with both of you, and I don't know who wants to go first, but just kind of telling us uh, sort of your backstory and how you got involved um, from like growing up to your professional careers and how that sort of turned out, and even maybe how you guys met each other and, and, and sort of uh, <laughs> foundation, so. Wow.
1: um, So... I I was born and raised in Sullivan County. Um, first 10 years of my life, I was in Liberty, then moved to Monticello. So I've been in Monticello for um, basically the majority of my life. Um, and I helped my parents run their business. They own J&J Driving School in Monticello. So I've been helping them run that for years. And I stumbled upon acting because in the Sullivan County Democrat, there Mm -hmm. was a casting notice for the Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop. And so I said, hey, I could do this. Um, Never thought about any type of acting or anything before, which people find rather odd sometimes. And then I went to the audition and I got bit by the acting bug. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward all these years later, I'm doing television, film, voiceover work, uh, and I really get to um, do something that I love. I film a lot in the Hudson Valley. There's a lot of film shooting in this area. So I get to work really close to home, which which I love. And, um, you know, when when I married Pedro, all the way back in 2008, <laughs> in 2008, um, that's how I became associated with Monticello Gymnastics Club. So it's sort of... Um, you know, it came with the territory. <laughs> you you can't take him without, without that. So um, we have been running that for many, many years. Um, after we took that program over um, from the village many years ago, probably shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. we got married. Um, so somewhere around like 2009, 2010, something like that. Um, so here we are today, still running the program, going strong and, I'll give it over to Pedro because I think his, his back story is probably a little bit longer than mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it's longer. I've just been around longer. That's it. Um, well, when I was a little kid, my father um, was a tailor, um, but he also did boxing. So that's how I got into the martial art because I was interested in, in boxing. And then when I came to the United States from the Dominican Republic, um, we used to have in my backyard in Dominican Republic, we used to have a bar. And in that bar, I used to, you know, hang and do pull-ups and all kinds of stuff. So um, when I went to the school here, they, they were having this kind of contest, uh, like pull-up contest and stuff like that. And they had a work, they had a record, you know, and in, a school record. And when I tried it, I surpassed the record by, like, five or more pull-ups. And everybody was impressed. But to me, that was a natural thing because back in the Dominican Republic, you know, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't know.
1: I don't know anything about this
2: story.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. It's
2: new to me. Well, I'm talking about how I got into the (laughs) gymnastics. So when when the uh, coach saw that, the gymnastics coach saw that, hey, he said, why don't you come and hang around? You know, the gym. So then I went I started hanging out the gym. They didn't tell me anything about any competing or anything like that. And then I saw these guys flipping and doing all kinds of stuff. And and I said, hey, I want to learn how to do that, which was Mr. Strobo's idea anyway. He figured that if he that if I saw that, that I would be interested in doing gymnastics. So I started gymnastic and then um Doing push up and things like that, and the conditioning. I was always good at conditioning, so I used to do push up every day. And then the wrestling coach saw me, and said, uh, "Wait a minute, you're pretty strong. How you know?" And I was a skinny, skinny guy, but I could do a lot of push up. And then he said, "Why don't you join the coming around and hang around the wrestling?" Team. <laughs> you know. So then, uh, and that was a, just a boys' school uh, after the Smith. And then I ended up living there because all they wanted to do was, well, I was doing the gymnastic and then doing the wrestling. Um, but it was all about fixing car, and I wasn't interested in that. I was more interested on, on drawing, writing, and things like that. So I transferred to another school, and then I started showing off there because they didn't know that I came from the other school where they were teaching me gymnastic and wrestling. So um, that's uh, my wrestling and the gymnastics. Uh, I actually was doing martial art, and then they looked at me and said, um, hey, you're pretty flexible. We need one more person for the team. And that was when I transferred to Alfred Smith, to uh, Franklin. And uh, we need one more person. If we don't have another person, we can have a team. I said, okay. So they put me on the pommel horse, and of course, after that, the gymnastics bug, hit me, but I, I was still doing the martial art. And um, My martial art started because I saw someone at the recreation department throwing a kick, and then I saw a demonstration at the um, elementary school, and I was so impressed with the speed, I said, oh, I want to learn how to do that. So I started teaching myself, and then I, when I went, there was a karate club at the high school, and I said, yeah, yeah, I know all that stuff, but I, I was lying. <laughs> and then, then they put me to fight, and I got scared, and I closed my eyes and threw a kick, knocked the guy out. You're not supposed to do that back then in, in the past. You're not supposed to make contact. Uh-oh. So, they, so uh, they took me to, uh, under their wing, and then they started teaching me martial art. And after I started getting really good at it, and um, me and my brother came up here to the hotel to work, and we started doing martial arts demonstration. And I was looking for a place to work out here because I thought it was like in New York City where you would go to any high school and you could work out. you know. But they didn't have that here. I said, what? You don't have a gymnastic team. So I went to the recreation department, and then I ended up volunteering my time at the recreation department. And then from there, I I said, I got to go. I'm a performer, so I, I got to go. And they hired me, you know, to stay here in in Monticello. And every year I kept saying, I'm leaving. But then every year there was a kid that said, oh, I got to stay for that kid. Forty years later, I still stay for another kid. So... That's basically how I stay
0: here. Sure. And I guess on that part with you both, with your work with gymnastics and stuff, I know, and also with your work with the recreation department um, in the past, Pedro, mm-hmm. uh, What it is about involvement in the youth that is uh, such a passion for you guys?
2: Well, I, I think I was inspired when, when I went, went to the recreation department down in New York City. And I saw this guy, you know, taking care of all these kids, you know, and they have boys clubs and all that stuff. And inside my head, I said, I want to do that one day. And then I totally forgot about it. So when it became a reality, I, it was, like, so real because I oh, I did say I wanted to do this when I was a kid, uh, when I was a teenager. And then I ended up doing it, and it was, like, like, I, like I talked myself into it. And I don't know if I talked myself is the right thing. I kind, of, I kind of put it in my head, mm-hmm. and I forgot about it. Yeah. And then here I am doing it. and But then I saw, uh, you know, we kept our program very cheap, you know, like um, because gymnastic is very expensive. So for the longest time, we kept at $45 mm-hmm. for like two months. You know, that, that's unheard of. And we wanted to keep it that way. So the first few years that, that I did gymnastic, I didn't get paid for. I just volunteered. And then, when I started running out of money, I said, I gotta go. But then they, they had a program. I, I don't know if you know what the program is. They used to call it the CETA program, where the village doesn't really hire you, but and the government kind of gives you. So it was very low money, but it, it didn't care because I love teaching the kids, you know. But um, I ended up where people now are write me letters and they adults, and they say you really inspired me something you said and that got me into writing books you know because i wanted to share that with more than that one person or more than just my team
0: sure and you know as far as you talking about you closing your eyes and uh accidentally, um, you know, kicking a person uh, out, knocking them out there. Another thing you two have knocked out of the park as far as me trying that segue is a uh, a new, uh, seems like a Facebook live talk show that sort of happened over the quarantine called Tweet Talks. And, and I have to ask, while many um, married couples, even the strongest ones across the country are trying to find less time to spend with their significant others. And during a quarantine, uh, I guess for you too. How did this sort of develop this idea and uh, kind of blossom into what it is uh, so far today?
2: Well, uh, as you know, she's an actress, right? And and I did some acting, little acting, but um people were complaining about being bored. So we decided that we're going in going to instead of complaining about this, that we would do something positive that we. Um, Keep people entertained. And because of our career, you know, we met a lot of people. We, we know a lot of actors. Um, we know um, people that wrote books, people that are in the physical fitness. What we started doing first was I knew people were complaining about getting fat during the quarantine. Oh, this is what I'm going to look like. I said, that's negative. You know, we got to do something to so people won't be thinking that way. So we started doing an exercise tip thing so we started doing exercise and then we'll do a stretching exercise and then we'll do it uh, live and then have people work out with us and then after we we did that because we were doing a real team and the uh, gymnastic classes right Mm -hmm. and uh, of course my wife is also a yoga instructor so then she was doing some tips to you know to get people off the couch that's what we wanted to do and, and then, I thought of an idea, I said, listen, we just gotta keep people entertained so they won't be home complaining. You know, something to make them forget about what's really, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And as you heard, a lot of people getting depressed, people, you know, so I wanted to kind of stop people thinking that way. So then I started asking my friends if they will come on, and we were doing like three days, right? We're doing three days a week. Three days
1: a week, mm-hmm.
2: right? Before things started opening back up, so I knew people that wrote books, and you know, fitness book, and we need doctors and all, all this stuff. So I took all those books that um, that they signed to me, and I started to call them and said, "Listen, we want to bring you on so you could talk about your books." So it was just about books first, and then um, we started talking to all martial art friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and then from there I went to um, our movie friends, and then we found out that we have a lot of friends that are really talented that we wanted to show. Um, that a lot of people know them, but you know, like she knows a lot of people on the drama and and love story. You know, and um, my thing is in the martial art, so I knew a lot of people that did film in the martial art. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that I've worked with so we started taking those friends and bringing them in talking about their projects and um, one of the person that we interviewed actually ended up having his own TV show on Rape Network Ray Network
1: Ray,
0: after we interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Wow yeah. Yeah. very nice and I know um, I don't know how frequently you guys uh, are doing it now, but I know for earlier this week, which actually went really well with Black History Month, uh, you guys had on uh, Wendy Hilliard. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, who was a Hall of Fame gymnast, who was the first African-American to represent uh, the United States globally. Uh, Mm -hmm. So for you guys, I guess, what was important for you to maybe have that type of, guests, or that type of programming for the month of February.
2: What, go ahead, honey, you've been posting about.
1: Um, well, I, I just think in general, um, it, it's it was really good for us to be able to share Wendy with a new generation of people who don't really know about her, mm-hmm. um, because she had brought up Simone Biles, and she spoke about Gabby Douglas, who this generation is very familiar with, but um there were trailblazers who Mm -hmm. came before those young ladies they are both amazing that these kids need to know about and i think it's very important um during the month of february every year for the past like four or five years i've been sharing a different african-american uh figure character uh, living some of them some of them are are long gone Mm -hmm. or just recently and i share a different figure each day and a lot of the figures that I share are not the common ones that you normally hear about. You're Martin Luther King, you're Rosa Parks, because most of the kids are taught about those two people in school. So I started sharing um, sort of obscure people that are more obscure with the public and people like, oh, I've never heard of this person. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I, I thought it was appropriate to share um, Wendy Hilliard. So she was my post for the 22nd day of Black History Month. And I thought that was great. And um, she she really represented a pivotal moment in gymnastics and for the African-American community. And also, Wendy started a foundation. And I thought it was really important to share that, because the foundation reaches out to um,
2: People that gymnasts that are
1: in, in underserved areas, children that are in underserved areas that maybe they are not introduced to gymnastics so they bring the price down to an affordable level so that they can participate and and enjoy that sport because as pedro said before it is costly you no. know for gymnastics it's not your your everyday after school sport you know it's um the price tag can be a little bit high at, at times and um so for her foundation to be able to share that with with other kids who may not get that may not get that um, chance, I think is really, really good. And so I thought it was appropriate to share her this month.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we wanted to do more. um, But when I started uh, and I went to contact one person that I wanted to have on, and and I looked on her page and I got ready to, to talk to her, and we had featured her um, on the 16th like last year. And then when I went on her page, uh, her husband said, This is uh, her husband, pray for my wife, she's in the hospital. And it, her name is Diane Dorhan. She's, I don't know if you heard of Maylu Retton.
0: You know. Yeah,
2: she was an Olympian that won years and years ago, I think. It, you know, like I said, eighty eight was a good year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um so years ago, there was this uh, this girl that was even better than that and than and her name was Diane Dorhan and she died just, just recently. Just recently. Mm-hmm. So and uh, one I think one day after I saw her husband post that she was in the hospital. And and she was a fantastic genius. She's and um, all the our gymnasts that are today stand on her shoulder mm-hmm. you know and just like wendy is the same thing um, a, a lot of gymnasts stand on her shoulders that, that's why i asked that question do do your gymnasts know your history mm-hmm. because you know my even with my gymnasts, they google me and that's how they found out about me doing a world record and things like that so and they but they found out that, oh, you had hair back then. You know, they made fun of. Them. <laughs> but, okay. um, yeah, these people, you, you have to know the history because uh, if you look at it, you think that all these things like Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas, there would be no Simone Biles without Gabby Douglas. There would be no Gabby Douglas with Dominic Dogs. Without Dominic Dawes,
1: yeah.
2: Or, or, you know, Wendy. Because when you see somebody do something that you think is impossible. It makes it easier for you, mm-hmm. especially if you somebody, you know, like uh, Wendy used to go to places just like myself when I started coaching, I would go to a place and I would be the only black person there when it came to gymnastics. So, so I would go around and I never really pay attention to that, you know. It wasn't until I went to several places and people would be looking at me, oh, he smiles, and they were referring to me like, like in an email or something, you know, like, oh, he smiled. Because they then had never, like I went to Rome, New York, and they had never seen a black person before, especially in gymnastics. <laughs> you know, so so it, it was weird to them, but to me, it was just people. Because when I was working here, I was the only black person in in the village too, you know. So he was. Um, my first team were all Jewish kids, mm-hmm. and we saw no difference. You know, he's my coach. They're my kids. That's it. Mm-hmm. There was only one non-Jewish kid, and she she was not Jewish.
0: Yeah, and I think the point you make about, and it's really great that Wendy started those uh, programs, and that you also have been working to try to keep gymnastics to be affordable. Uh, For youth too, because I know that's been a big issue in a lot of sports, you know, even if you look at it at the the national level, sports like soccer, basketball tend to be more inclusive, uh, at least from a, a player perspective and such, because, and maybe football to some degree, because of the fact that, you know, and I know soccer being like the world sport is the fact that it doesn't take much to play soccer, you know, you have, I mean, you need skills, but as far as you just need the ball. And, you know, maybe in that, and you can practice your skills for a certain sports, whether it be the golfing of the world or the skiing, a lot of times you don't see that. Uh, it's it's at least tough for people who don't have the money to to have those sports because of all the equipment and stuff. So mm-hmm. it certainly is there. So uh, it's great what you guys are doing there. And as far as uh, is the show and, and with Tweet Talks, I mean, you know, the quarantine, we're hoping this will end at some point, the quarantine, and that we will be back into uh, – the real world or at least somewhat we know it but I guess going forward in the future whether it be in the short term or the long term um, what do you guys hope it will continue to morph into or sort of be well
2: we've been asked to to and there's a martial art um, network that they're working on and we've been asked if we would bring our show there but we don't only do martial arts yes you know we have other people and as part uh, you with
1: the acting is that the next question <laughs> i don't want to
2: well where are you going from here
1: oh I, I i don't know it depends on who calls me depends on if hollywood calls me or not that would be you know I, I i go wherever the the call comes from pretty much
0: sure well you guys are definitely very uh talented in that and it's of course great to have you here in sullivan county And, um, I guess my last question is before I go, I always let people have the opportunity. Are there any organizations locally that you guys are a part of, or you want to plug or, uh, before we sign off or, Hmm.
1: um, well, I would always say, um, if if you have a giving heart, um, the the soup kitchen in Monticello, you could always donate there. Um, also, uh, we talked about Wendy Hilliard earlier. You can donate to the Wendy Hilliard Foundation for um, children who are in underserved communities for, to be able to participate in gymnastics and sets along the lines of what we do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but get- save
2: save the, the child. How how do you call that? We 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 um benson okay okay
1: um but i would i would say right now with the time that we're living in um i would recommend just to reach out to your neighbor Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of parents that are struggling to balance um work and homeschooling so maybe your neighbor needs um a tutor for the kid, or, or or something like that, or you know, because I hear with with our um, with our presence on Facebook, I see a lot of posts from parents who who are finding it a bit of a challenge to navigate work and school, even now that we've been going through this pandemic for basically like a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we are our neighbors' keeper. Mm-hmm. Huh? So definitely reach out to your neighbors.
0: That's just definitely great uh, advice, and hopefully, you know, in Sullivan County, I think people have done a really nice job uh, with, you know, checking on neighbors and that, so definitely continue with that. And then real quick before we go, I, I would be remiss with Tweet Talks. It is on Facebook Live, but do you guys have it also other places as well where people can watch episodes or okay. –
1: uh, yeah, we created a YouTube page. Mm-hmm. so after we tweak the interviews, we post all of the videos on our YouTube channel under Tweet Talks, so you can find all the most of the interviews there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I would I don't want to leave out. We work very closely with the Sullivan County United Way and Julian Dawson. We actually the buildings are not connected, but uh, we are in their building mm-hmm. um, and we work very closely with Julian. We didn't get to do it this year, but normally we do um, like a a winter coat drive. We didn't get a chance to do it this year because of COVID, but um, you could also reach out to Julian and see if the United Way locally, um, I don't want to forget about them, is in need of anything because they service the community. They have um, Mm -hmm. uh, wardrobes for work, which is a closet that you can donate business clothes to for people who come to that closet. They get to pick out things that they need so they can maybe go to an interview or if they get a new job, they can go to that closet and they'll be able to pick out appropriate attire for that.
2: Yeah, but volunteering is a good thing. You know, when I left the village, um, one of the things that I was doing was teaching senior citizens Tai Chi. Mm -hmm. And I didn't stop that when I left the village, when I, you know, I just continued to do that. And I haven't gone back because, you know, because of COVID and, you know, the elderly people and, because I'm hanging with younger kids, I don't know that I want to bring something um, there. If something happens, you know, like with our kids,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to bring it to them. I mean, I have some some students there that are 98 years old. Wow. I think the youngest one is 88.
1: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, and that that's all volunteer. Teaching Qigong, I think it's very important for people to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I teach in my class is that if you see someone laying down on the ground, the first thing you you do is try, can you breathe? And then the second thing is, you ask: is, can you move? Okay, if you can't do any of those stuff, there's trouble. So in Tai Chi or Qigong, you're moving and breathing, you're moving and breathing. So that's very important that even if you don't know Qigong, that you every day move and breathe, And, you know, just go volunteer. If you see somebody um, carrying something, help them.
0: Yeah, sure that's um i agree volunteering is great i know also too the county is looking for uh volunteers for the uh, vaccination clinics and stuff as they pop up as well so any any type of volunteering is good and it's great that you guys also put uh your your show on youtube just for people like my mother who refuses to use social media so uh so that's always
1: to go to our youtube
0: channel yeah yeah well let's send her to youtube but okay well thank you both for joining me and uh yeah, I appreciate you guys taking the time to um, join us this evening. So.
1: Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you very you much. Me. It's a pleasure.